Welcome to the Well Hello Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Jessica Mickelson. My goal is to teach you how to have a memorable Disney vacation. As a mom of four, military wife, and lifelong Disney goer, I want to share the magic of the parks with you and help you experience that magic at home too. You can find me at Well Hello Magic on all social media platforms. And my main hub is www.wellhellomagic.com, which has everything you need for a successful Disney trip and more. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. So we are home from the parks. The kids are done for the year. Unless I try to sneak them down there at Christmas time. I am a little disappointed that the Disney 100 celebration is so short. Usually Walt Disney World loves a very long celebration. I don't know if they are also burnt out after the 50th. So they're just thinking, let's just make Disney 100 about four months and wrap it up. But I know we will be there in November because we are going to be covering all things Christmas time. And so we're going to Jollywood Nights and Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party without the kids. So we will see. I don't know. I might try to sneak in a trip after the holidays. Maybe I'll just let it slide because we are going back in January for a solid week trip where we will be going to Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. So for those who don't know, we also have season tickets to Universal Studios. They have a great military rate. So you can see me planning for that as well. And then we head to Disneyland next year for the first time in eight years, which blows my mind. We had a 2020 reservation to the Grand Californian. That was a dream um, resort for us, but it was canceled, obviously, because of the pandemic. And we have spent all of our time going back to Walt Disney World. We also moved to the East Coast, so it makes Disneyland a little bit more tricky to get to. So I can't wait for you to follow along for all of that goodness for next year. But today I am going to be diving into Genie Plus. It has almost been two years since I started using Genie Plus. Genie Plus came around in October of 2021 and our first time to use it was November of 21. I cannot believe that here we are. It's August of 2023. There is so much that has changed with Genie Plus. A lot of things will continue to change with Genie Plus, but I'm going to break down some of the most important strategies that I've learned over the course of two years. I do feel like a Genie Pro, our master of it at this point, I can pretty much tell you truthfully what I can and can't get um, once you tell me what your ride list is. And so I'm hoping today I can give you some of that knowledge to make your Disney trip a little bit easier. So I want to start by saying I do like Genie Plus. I don't think I'm in the minority, especially at almost two years. I think a lot of people who understand Genie Plus are now in the camp that they like it. I think more people were upset by the fact that there was a free service when we were before the pandemic and now it's a paid service. And a lot of perks went away during the pandemic that are slowly returning. But things like the Magical Express will not return, which was a free service, which adds cost to your vacation. And I think those kind of things turn people off. And then you add in this pay per ride service. People were upset. So I think people who are coming back to Walt Disney World for the first time or finally feel comfortable and they find out that, wait, this is Genie Plus now and you have to pay for it, may be a little upset because it was free. 
But if we go to any other theme park, there is always a pay to skip the line service. And the cost of that is usually the same cost as the park ticket. So for me, I think Walt Disney World is really cheap to skip lines because there's still a standby option. You do not have to take, get Genie Plus. I prefer it. And 90% of all of our trips, we have it. We only don't use it if it's a leisurely day or we're only going to ride low wait time rides. But if this is a bucket list trip, if you only come once every five years, there is absolutely no reason that you shouldn't be spending the money on Genie Plus. It significantly changes your vacation. Okay, so let's dive in. So the first thing I really like about Genie Plus is the interface. When you log on to your My Disney Experience app, you're going to see My Disney Genie Day, which is typically the second box from the top on the left side. When you click on that, you're going to have two headings. There's the tip board and there is My Day. So let me tell you what the difference is. On the My Day tab, that's where you're going to see any Genie Plus selections that you have booked, you're also going to set up your top picks. Why are your top picks important? Because it allows you to put at the very top of the tip board the things that interest you the most in terms of booking for Genie Plus, but it also allows the Disney Genie system to see what you're interested in. So if you want to meet characters or see characters or maybe have some dining experiences that could become available or have reservations open, it's going to show you that on the this My Day tab. So it's really important to always set up those top picks. Also for booking, for example, at Hollywood Studios, if Smuggler's Run is one of your top rides, like that's what you want to get on first thing in the morning. It starts with S. So it's going to be at the very bottom of the top of the tip board. If you put it as a top pick, that puts it at the very top. That way, when you go into your Genie app to book at 7 a.m., Smuggler's Run is at the very top instead of at the very bottom, which means you're going to be able to book it a lot more quickly than scrolling down the whole app to get to it. There are also new features on the interface like the toggle, which I don't feel like is 100% necessary, but I guess it's nice to have. The toggle allows you to show only rides that have Genie Plus. So let's say that you have decided on the different things that you want to be added onto your My Day, like Festival of the Fantasy Parade and the Dapper Dance at Magic Kingdom. You can then toggle off those extra items. And then all you will see is a list of Genie Plus rides. And that basically concludes what's on the interface. But like I said, I like it. It's clean. It's easy to maneuver. You aren't going to be overwhelmed by everything that's in there. As long as you understand that is going to be your main space where you will book your different Genie Plus. So let's start diving into strategy and what has worked now for almost two years of using Genie Plus. As I said before, we always use Genie Plus. It's not an option for us if we are having any kind of a real park day. There are some days because we go often enough that we decide we just want to go eat. We'll get on some low weight rides and just have a good time, almost like annual pass holders probably get to do. But that is still few and far between because we only make two trips a year. If the kids are lucky, three trips with them. But also one of those trips for me is typically like a content trip since I don't get to go as often. I try to get all of my content. So we still travel to Walt Disney World like people who don't get to go. So that's why we rely so heavily on Genie Plus. 
So the first thing you're always going to do when you're deciding what kind of strategy you're going to use is decide, are we going to rope drop early entry hours? Remember, Magic Kingdom is the only park that everyone can rope drop because early entry is only open to the resorts, but they only have Tomorrowland and Fantasyland open during that time. So Liberty Square, Adventureland, and Frontierland are closed. So when I talk about rope dropping, it's because 95% of the time we are staying on Disney property. So we have to decide, are we going to rope drop? That means we need to be there before the park opens so that by the time the tap styles open, we can get in line for a ride. If we're not going to, are we just going to arrive at park opening? Or is this going to be a half day and we're going to come later in the day? So you have to decide those things ahead of time. I'm telling you right now, if you're telling me that you're planning on rope dropping every day, four days in a row, you're lying to yourself. So you have to be realistic. Typically, we can rope drop two days in a row and then we are completely resting the next day. And most of the time, that second rope drop day, we're late, if I'm being honest. So Be very honest with yourselves. You're not going to be able to rope drop every day. You're not going to be able to do it every day in a row. You're going to have tantrums and people who are overwhelmed and tired. You're going to get frustrated. So just don't do it. It's not worth it. So Magic Kingdom is the one park that I always say arriving early is necessary because the experience is so much better if you can get there early because you need a midday break with that park because you don't want to miss the nighttime fireworks show. So if you're going to rope drop one park, it needs to be Magic Kingdom. And I always say Magic Kingdom should never be your first day, especially if you've never been to Walt Disney World. It's too complex, has too many Genie Plus rides. And I get it. You want to see that castle. That to you is Walt Disney World, but it is a horrible idea for a first timer to start at Magic Kingdom. The next thing I'm going to tell you to do is pick your top three rides. You will ride more than three rides. I can guarantee it. Even at Hollywood Studios, you will get on more than three rides. But you need to start with those three rides. The reason you do that is because those are the family priorities. You don't want to wait till later in the day and then one of the kids are like, well, I really wanted to ride Slinky Dog, but you had no idea that that was a top priority to someone in the party. And so then their whole day is ruined. So it's better before you even get there in the beginning of strategizing what's everyone's things that they want to experience at Walt Disney World, you need to know and go through the ride list and say, okay, what are the three things as a family or a group we can decide on are the priority rides? Like if we ride these three things, everyone will be happy and then everything else is just a bonus. You may need to vote on it. You'll have to come to a consensus. Get those top three down because that will outline your strategy for that park. Now that you have your top three rides, you need to look at my Genie Plus guide that I sell as one of my magic guides or find a creator that also covers Genie Plus and you need to figure out when those rides sell out. You can watch your My Disney Experience app and just kind of check in. I always do that the week before anyway because Things can change, but you need to figure out when things are selling out. If Slinky Dog is a priority, that typically sells out 
early morning. So I know that needs to probably be one of our first two picks on Genie Plus. Same thing with Rise of the Resistance. If that is a priority for the family, you know we need to buy the individual Lightning Lane for that ride. If the Little Mermaid Under the Sea, Journey Under the Sea is a priority, well, that doesn't sell out usually till the end of the evening, if it sells out at all. So I know that I can put that after we tap out of the first two rides, then we can book that one because I know we're still going to get on it. Now, it might change the pace of your day. If you're starting in Fantasyland, maybe you want to book it early and just get it out of the way. You could do that. But it's important to know when these rides sell out. So then if you're going after something like Jungle Cruise, Peter Pan's Flight, Slinky Dog, you know, okay, I need to book those early because they sell out first. Because once Genie Plus is gone for the day, yes, there are apps that can help you search for it, but that's going to be an additional cost on top of Genie Plus. If it is a bucket list trip once in a lifetime, I'm like spend all the money towards reducing your stress when it comes to the rides. Get Standby Skipper, buy Genie Plus, buy the individual Lightning Lanes, because if you budget that ahead of time and know you're going to get on the rides, your stress level is diminished, honestly. And then that way you can spend time enjoying the other things in the park. But knowing those top three priorities, knowing when they sell out are your first keys to success if you want to have a smooth park day. After you have your top three that you want to ride, you've kind of mapped it out when you think you need to book them, when you believe they'll be available, then that's when you start putting in the filler rides and filler activities. So let's say I'm at Animal Kingdom. I know we want to do the safari. I know Avatar Flight of Passage is a priority and Everest is a priority. I know Flight of Passage, I need to buy, book the individual lightning lane because it is super popular. And then I know for Kilimanjaro Safari, the safaris are best in the morning or the early evening times. Then I also know that Mount Everest does not really sell out. So I don't need to be too concerned when, when I need to book it, but I, since it's a priority for my family, I need to make sure that it's on the list. This is what I'm going to do. I know the safari is best in the morning. I want to book that first on Genie Plus. So I'm going to book that for about 9 a.m. Animal Kingdom is one of the parks that we do not take a midday break because we typically leave early. So I'm not intending for a midday break, but I know we love Satuli Canteen for lunch. So I'm going to book my individual lightning lane for Pandora Flight of Passage around 1230. That way I have the window of 1230 to one o'clock. I am not going to worry about booking Mount Everest right now because we're going to end our evening over in Asia so we can ride it right at sunset. But I will keep it in mind because I know that is a priority ride for my family and I don't want to miss the opportunity. So it's at the top of my priority, but I know I'm not going to book it till later. So that's my game plan. Since we're starting in Africa, then I'm going to say, okay, we want to see Festival of the Lion King. We'll probably do the Gorilla Falls Trek, which is a filler activity as well. And maybe let's take the train ride over to Rafiki Planet Watch. And that will be our morning before we head to Pandora for lunch. So I know after we tap in for Kilimanjaro Safari, I will probably go ahead and book Festival of the Lion King. It's not a priority to book it or a high priority, but we might as well use Genie Plus since we have it. So we tap in, 
we book Vessel the Lion King. And then once we get off the safari, we go on the Gorilla Falls Trek, which is about a 10 to 15 minute walk. We head over to Festival of the Lion King. Once we tap in there, then I decide, okay, well, I know we're going to Pandora for lunch. So let me go ahead and look at Navi River. Perfect. It's around 12 o'clock right now. I'll book that as my third selection. And then I'm looking at my watch and it's only 11 o'clock and I have Flight of Passage booked, Navi River booked. I already rode Kilimanjaro Safari. We did the Gorilla Falls Trek. We're about to watch Festival of the Lion King. And I still know Everest is only around mm, 12 o'clock right now. We're going to do it later in the evening. So I already have had such a full day or have a day that's planned ahead that I'm not stressed out because I went in with a plan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, parents. Yeah, you. Are you looking for a podcast your kids will really love? Well, we made one just for you. And for us. As genuine, all-natural kids ourselves, we know what makes a fun and interesting podcast. So we decided to make it ourselves. Every show is packed with interviews, stories, and on-the-ground reporting. We have interviewed everyone from scientists to Grammy Award-winning musicians to NFL quarterbacks. Listen to Wild Interest wherever you get your podcasts. The next thing I've really learned over the last two years is to use the tools that help you. And one of them that helps me is Standby Skipper. It's a third-party app that actually books your Genie Plus selections for you. So it can't book individual lightning lanes or do the virtual queue. But what's wonderful about it is when I am wrestling or doing whatever I need to do with all the kids, this app is booking rides for me. There is still strategy involved, of course, but I teach a thing called batching where you put in your first batch before 7 a.m., then you put in the second one right after it books that 7 a.m. ride or within that window before the park opens because you can't book a second one. So it doesn't have to be right at 7 a.m. And then the third one is after all of the priority rides are done. That's when I book, you know, put in the last filler rides. And it's been a game changer because I don't have to stress about missing an alarm. In the Genie Plus app, it tells you when you can book next, but it's up to you to remember to book. There's no buzzer that's going off saying, hey, you need a book. So I would set two alarms usually so I wouldn't miss that window because when you're at Disney, time is currency, right? You are trying to maximize your rides because you've paid a hundred and something dollars per person to be here. So you want to get on as many rides as possible or have as many experiences as possible. So if you're 45 minutes late on booking a ride and it hits that two hour window, you've wasted 45 minutes in terms of booking time because you forgot to book the next ride or you thought that you booked it and then you go back and you actually see that you didn't book it. Well, Standby Skipper alleviates that for you. It's $40 for a week or or $45 for a week. But when you use my code WHD5, you get $5 off. And so it's $40 for the week. So if you decide to go to the park seven days, you have it all seven days. Usually we go four times, maybe five in seven days. And so you would have it every day that you purchase Genie. And it's been an absolute game changer for me because I don't worry about booking 
a ride because I know standby skipper will do it. There's even times where I'm like, oh, standby skipper's not fast enough. By the time I go into my app to book it, standby skipper has already booked it. So you really have to let it work, which I have a whole podcast on that. And I also have a training that comes with part of my Genie Plus guide. So that is a tool that has helped maximize my time there and reduce my stress. Because again, I don't want to be frustrated by my Disney vacation. I want to be experiencing it and having fun with my family, even though I know these things are necessary to make Walt Disney World run smoothly. I remember before Genie Plus was introduced and they had ended Fast Pass right after COVID, we were waiting in a lot of lines and it was not fun. We did the virtual queue for Rise of the Resistance. So we had a shorter wait time for that, but it was, there was a lot of lines and I was like, you know what? I can't wait for whatever system they're bringing back because we miss having a fast pass system. Another beautiful thing that I learned that standby skipper can do is it can search for those rides that are already sold out. And so far, it has not failed me yet. Even if it was maybe too late and we didn't get to get on the ride. But when you have higher demand rides, especially during the busier times of the year, Genie Plus is really tricky when it's super, super crowded at the parks and whenever the crowds are extremely low. And it's funny that it's tricky during those two times and it's has to do with return times and then availability. But let's say it's one of those higher demand times. So you're there at Christmas time, Thanksgiving, Halloween time. And Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway sells out pretty quickly. Slinky Dog sells out pretty quickly. But those are rides that you wanted to ride. You just maybe, your park strategy didn't match what you were hoping. The crowds were a little bit higher. People were using Genie Plus more, which Genie Plus can sell out. It's rare, but it did happen this year twice. Standby Skipper, if you put in Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, and let's say you put it in for the afternoon or the evening, and it's only around 12 o'clock, it constantly is searching for that ride. And as long as you are able to book during the time it's searching, it will book it for you if there's like a, a little drop. Because Genie Plus works by how many people are going through that lightning lane, how quickly and efficiently the ride is doing. So if there's availability, there might be a a mini drop that you don't even realize is happening. Well, Standby Skipper catches that. And so far, the four times that I've put in a ride that I'm like, okay, it's sold out, but let's try. Or maybe we rope dropped that ride so we could ride it again, but we didn't get around to booking it. Standby Skipper has found it every single time. So part of that is we just got lucky and there was a mini drop. Maybe there was no breakdowns that day on the ride, but it is possible for Standby Skipper to find it. So that's the other benefit of using that app. So I highly recommend it if you're going on a trip to Walt Disney World, definitely use Standby Skipper and use it to your advantage. So the last thing that has really been a game changer for me has been the modify button. Originally, it was really difficult to cancel a ride because you couldn't, if you canceled it, you couldn't book it again. You would have to go to the guest relations tents and get help so that you could rebook it. It was kind of a mess. So modify came around and it wasn't as tricky to cancel a ride 
and be able to rebook it or just change it. So the example I'm going to use is one that we used recently. We were at Hollywood Studios. We had Toy Story Mania booked, and then we had just gotten off of Rise of the Resistance, and so we were on that side of the park, and we're like, oh, Star Tours is only 15 minutes. Let's go up there. By the time we got up there, it said 25 minutes. And then we were still waiting for one person in our party, and we're like, oh, gosh, this is going to go up, and we really don't want to wait even 20 minutes if it's really only 20 minutes, even though it's posted at 25. By the time my other person got there, it jumped to 30 minutes. Well, I looked at Toy Story Mania, and it was still only booking for like 15 minutes after the time that we had it. So I took Toy Story Mania, modified it to Star Tours, which if you had a Genie Plus selection, it was letting you tap in right now. So I modified it, put it on Star Tours. We all tapped in and I rebooked Toy Story Mania and it had only moved for five more minutes. And so it was still around the same window time that we had originally planned, just like, you know, 20 minutes later. But now we were on another attraction. So that's how I use the modify button. And you can use it like that too. You just have to remember, check the ride before you want to modify it because when it's things like Remy's Ratatouille Adventure or even Test Track, which sells out, but maybe doesn't sell out till the afternoon, you want to make sure that you're not ending up modifying that. And then now you can't get on it till 7 p.m. when you originally had a 3 p.m. time. Or you want to modify it till later because let's say you decide you want to take a midday break, but you don't want to lose it and it's still booking for seven o'clock. Yeah, let's modify that. We'll go to dinner and then we'll ride test track afterwards. Those are the kind of things that that modify button is great for, especially in the moment because people don't think to use it in the moment, especially on those lower demand rides, just so that you don't even have to deal with the standby line, especially if the ride that you had previously booked is not really moving either because with that star tours example, we basically, it was like magic. It was like, Oh, okay, let's tap in. Okay. I'll rebook. No problem. So using that modify button to your advantage is something that you definitely want to do. I love that they have added that. It took them over a year, maybe even a year and a half to add that. And now we've used it with the modify button on two trips. And for us, that has also been a game changer. So I hope some of these tips and tricks do help you with Genie Plus. If you still feel overwhelmed or confused, definitely check out my magic guides. I have a complete Genie Plus guide that will get you started and help you understand the app, get everything set up. Then I have webinars in there that will help you build your strategy for the parks. And that is the combination of both of those things will make you feel confident and prepared. That's why I wrapped it all into one package. So definitely go to www.wellhellomagic.com. If you still feel overwhelmed or if you want to dive deeper into everything that I said today so that you can build a strategy, that genie guide will help you immensely. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, I would love a review. Find me on social media at Well Hello Magic. Until next time, have a magical day.